When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, that was unfortunate. Um, wow. that I don't even know what to say about that, Frank. Frank Sanders here, Saul Bookman. Cheers to Sussell, who is uh, somewhere abouts. I don't even know where she's at. but uh, uh, I'm in Pennsylvania. It's almost 1130 at night here, and I wasted my dang Christmas <laughs> watching that game. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, the nation's leading betting and online gambling. If you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, hit that like button. It helps us out and uh, subscribe, subscribe to us at all our social channels. Um, that was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Uh, and mainly because of the self-inflicted errors once again by this Cardinals team. We'll try not to dwell on the negative so much, but it's hard not to when a team loses three in a row. Oh, third time's a charm. Cheerson, your initial thoughts? Well, I, okay, if you don't want to get too negative, I will say this. After the Lions game, there wasn't one thing that we could take away that was a bright spot. There wasn't a player, there wasn't a position, there wasn't a group, there wasn't offense, defense, coaching. And so at least there are some bright spots in this game, right? Uh, Buda Baker played lights out, though there were some individual performances that we could point to. But self-inflicted penalties, I would say, is the most haunting thing of the entire night, aside from the fact that the Cardinals were really missing their holder and weren't able to, I mean, it would, be a little bit of a different ball game there if they were able to make uh, you know some of those field goals and it was an unfortunate. I mean, those were the two. I think the the self inflicted wounds, the penalties, uh, you know, and and, uh, and special teams were the were the two big glaring um, differences in this one. A lot of unhappy f- people out there in the chat already. I think, and deservingly so. Egg on the face of the Arizona Cardinals again pooping the bear on primetime TV with the opportunity to literally beat a team that came in decimated by COVID. Another situation like it was versus the Green Bay Packers, as well as the Los Angeles Rams. And we did not answer the call again. Primetime television. Merry Christmas, Cheerson. Unfortunately, we did not give you a good present today. We thought that it wasn't us from Lola's again. And look at the Cardinals. Not, Not good. I will say as as soon as I kept seeing like the COVID um, absences come down, like one after another, I was like, this is bad. This is bad for the Cardinals. Like, stop. Like, this is like the fact that they're losing more players means it's bad for the Cardinals because for some reason they don't know how to take advantage of it. 
yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the COVID stuff and maybe it's just it's giving these players an unex, you know, it, it, maybe a dose of, oh, it, we, we, we can just roll out there and win. I, I don't know if it's that. Bro, we're not because, a good football team. No, no, no we, not no, right now. Just, not I'm, right now. I'm, I'm gonna Absolutely help, I'm, not right I'm, now. I'm a, we're not a good football team right now for whatever reason since prior, just maybe a week or two prior to getting into the, before we went into our break. Um, look, it just we're just not playing good football at all. We're not coaching good football. We're not playing good football. Offensive, defensive, defensively, it looks bad. You know what's funny about this? The DraftKings Sportsbook, our DraftKings Sportsbook player of the game last week was Matt Prater. He came out and stunk it up. Oh, after, after the only six points we scored. Was it his fault, though? Well, I would say, there, well, the laces out thing, obviously, not, not his fault. You know, I, I, well. Maybe you could push through that or, or whatever, but he had a couple other misses that that just everything becomes more magnified as the game goes along. You hit that goal post, you hit that field goal, you're up by by one at the time because they were down by two. You don't hit the field goal, the Colts come right down. Now you're down double, you know, two scores, and that was basically ball game right there. And so that field goal was absolutely vital. He missed the one earlier in the game. He missed an extra point to start the game. That's seven points. And then you throw in the Max Garcia safety or, you know, bad snap, and Kyler had to just bail on that. That's nine points, and the Cardinals lose by nine points. Again, self-inflicted issues all night long for this Cardinals team. Eleven penalties. Eleven penalties. Just it seemed like every time they had a little bit of momentum, they shot themselves in the foot. The team is better than that. They should not be in this position. They should be better coached than that. And this guy's rapport should be better than that. They're a winning team. And everything they did earlier the year to win football games, they, they didn't make these mistakes. And it just seems like we're, we're, we are regressing to last year's situation or the last two years of not finishing four quarters of football. No, they started this one out with a missed field goal, a missed extra point a turnover on downs, a safety, and seven penalties in just the first half. Second half comes around. They got a little creative. They got a little momentum. They did that fake punt deal uh, for uh, uh, faking who the uh, return man was and capitalized on that. Antoine Wesley had a big day, scored his first NFL touchdown. uh, And I thought that the Cardinals – and for some reason, I mean, the Cardinals – were never out of this game, really, even with all of the issues that they had going on and the self-inflicted wounds that they had going on. They were never really out of it, but I thought they were really turning around in the second half, and it got pretty exciting to watch. Um, but I, I just don't know what it is, and I, I think people are starting to to turn on Cliff Kingsbury for the first time, which – my man, I am so sorry about that tattoo situation because this does not look like a well-coached team. And I don't know, like, did you got bamboozled or something by Cliff Kingsbury? You know, I, I you know, I want to, I want to sit here and I want to. I think discipline-wise, I think you're absolutely right, Cheerson. I think discipline-wise, this team is lacking sorely. But I will say this: offensively, Cliff called a lot of great plays and put the Cardinals in position to succeed. And because of either, you can say it as a quarterback, I understand. Like if you get bad snaps on a continuous, you know, continuously, sometimes it's hard to get into a good rhythm because you don't know where the ball is coming. So step one, instead of just catching and naturally, you know, instinctually going into your motion, 
you're more thinking I got to catch this ball because I don't know where it's going. And that that's just that split second delay throws off. And you saw countless times how many times Kyler Murray would drop back in the pocket and he has that tendency to kind of throw off his back foot. Well, that split second, he had to rush and balls would come up a little bit short because he wasn't getting everything into it. That's all technique, but that all starts also with a proper snap. And it was just a mess from, from top to bottom today. We always talk about little things. If you're not, if you're not, if you're not perfecting your craft, you're not giving everyone the best chance to play. I need my center. My center needs my guard. My guard needs my tackle, and and so on and so on. And today it just wasn't. It wasn't a complete team effort together. The, the way they played today was not good football. 16 points versus a team that is that came in here decimated, not having their starter players, not having the players that they normally normally have with that energy and that level of excitement that, that normally that is on the on the coach team defensively and offensively. And then we come out and only put up 16 points. Not a good showing for the Arizona Cardinals at all. I thought defensively they played they played pretty good. I thought they held up against uh, Jonathan Taylor outside that very first run of the game. I thought they held up very well against him. You know, they they they, they stopped him for the most part. I agree. If he if he gave up 200 yards, I wouldn't be mad with a with a win. No. The defense did they and we thought he was going to run crazy. He did in the outside of the first play of the you know of the game when he when he got the ball and ran down the field. Pretty good. I agree with that 100. So good call. I have a hunch that Buda Baker might be your drafting sportsbook app king of the game. So sorry if I'm stepping on your toes there, Saul, but uh, <laughs> that was the best player on the field defensively. Two, 12 total tackles, seven solo tackles, a sack, and two tackles for loss. And he looked every bit of a four-time pro bowler out there. So pats off to, to Buda Baker. He came to play. Yeah, I, I actually, we, we did go the offensive route tonight for the DraftKings oh. king of the game. Yeah, I know. I, I you know, now that you say <laughs> Buda Baker, I'm like, yeah, why didn't we pick Buda Baker? That's my fault. I, I picked I picked Zach Ertz because my man Frank said before the game that Zach Ertz was going to have a big game, and he did have a pretty good game. Uh, eight receptions for 54 yards, but mostly his his threat in the middle opened things up on the outside. Uh, you would have liked to see more things on the outside for the receivers, but it did create holes for Chase Edmonds uh, and company to to to, to go through because. Because of that threat in the middle and the play action. So I thought Zach Ertz had, um, I know numbers wise, it might not blow you out, you blow your socks off, but I thought he was the most consistent offensive player today. He had a lot of energy, a lot of passion. Yeah. He was feeding him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about a hundred plus catch receiver every year for the last four or five, well, my like six years in the NFL. And to come here now and feel like he's now, we don't have DeAndre Hopkins. So he's definitely saying to himself, I got to be a viable option offense now. Get the rock to me. He brings energy. He brings passion. And he brings some leadership. But, I mean, it, it seemed like in the second half we just went away from him. And I don't understand what, why was that why, why was that the case. I don't understand that either. But, again, you know, we, this team, you, you are seeing something from Cliff. You know, people talk about Cliff kind of choking in big moments. You are seeing some tendencies to kind of tighten up in certain, in certain times of the game, you know. And, and down <laughs> – it's so funny – all game long, I'm sitting there screaming for Kyler to hit the dump off because it's there all game, and then he does it with three minutes left to go. <laughs> like, bro, please help me help you. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes I wonder if Cliff Kingsbury is saying that to him. You know, you Frank, you brought up a point. I think it was after the Lions game, kind of breaking down Kyler's. Just the fact that he was hanging on to the ball too long and how he just takes what seems like 
20 steps back and gets himself into trouble. Was I the only one that was seeing that? Because I know, Frank, it, it was it was something that was on your radar and caught your attention last week. Kurt Warner literally said that. Yeah. It, it doesn't look it doesn't look as smooth as it's supposed to be. Offensively, we all I said again, we are rhythm and and in practice we are we are in dress rehearsal to one, two, three, throw the ball, depending on the depending on the depth you're supposed to drop back. The ball is supposed to come out with timing and precision. And I just don't see that timing and precision happening. I don't know why he's taking extra hitches or extra steps or backpedaling to one I let me back up. One, I know why. Maybe he's trying to give guys extra time, but it just looks like it's throwing timing off. And I, I'm, I'm not liking what I see in that. And that's either he's not confident in the receivers on the outside or he's not confident with his offensive line because he's having to take extra steps for some kind of reason. That The technique we're, the technique and the stuff we're talking about right now is what you said. 11 penalties is poor. That's poor performance. That's not having your head fully in the game. That's letting yourself create mistakes for yourself and you're basically beating yourself and the cardinals right now they don't look fresh they don't look good they they just don't look like they're mentally playing the game of football at a high level as, as they was playing in the early parts of the season I, well, well I frank walking, they're, they're I not sitting, i was sitting in the nosebleed seats and so i got a good view of the layout mm-hmm. i got the all 22 for the first time all season and i'm here to tell you that my man is missing open receivers and he's not throwing the ball out on time he's just not like dudes are already breaking off of their route and the ball's finally getting released it's too little too late and i'm i'm sitting there and i'm like man this is this is part of the problem is that we we don't get to see all this right when we don't go to the games and we can't see it from a you know a a, a 10,000 foot view but watching that tonight I'm definitely concerned I'm absolutely concerned now I will say you know this obviously doesn't have anything to do with Kyler and the things that he needs to clean up but uh, you mentioned Frank that they don't look like they're fresh well they're not fresh they were without James Conner they were without Rondale Moore they were without their starting center uh, not to mention the injuries that you know to, to D-Hop and and JJ and the injuries that we've been talking about all season that we keep saying we can't use that as an excuse, but they did. They definitely came into this game shorthanded. Uh, and then, you know, not to mention that holder, which played a, a big factor in this game as well. So they were anything but fresh heading into this game, but the Colts were in the same position. So you're, you're right. The Colts are in the same position. The better team, and we would look like the better team on paper coming into this game with the talent that we have and the players that we got on the field despite the ones that are missing from when you look at what's missing from the coach and then you look at what who who did we bring to the table today. What I'm not seeing is the leadership that will require us to win football games, fresh mentally, meaning you can win more games mentally and you can lose more the same way we've been losing because yeah. we're making mental mistakes. And so that part is when you're a winning team at 10 and 4, playing against an 8 and 6 team coming into your house on a day where you're supposed to win, the exact same conversation and statements I can make, I would make, the same way we went, we went to Detroit. The better team physically or the best team that's, you know, athletically, as when you're coming into certain games, you could win mentally if you don't beat yourself by making mental mistakes. And the team right now that, that's showing up on the football field, whether it's coach, whether it's Kyler, whether it's receivers or anybody else you want to point out, and our, and our the, the comment section is doing a great job of it, it's just letting us know right now we're not mentally better to play four quarters of football. And right now, looking at the end of the season, it does not look like we're going well in that same in that same direction. If I told you before the game that 
that Carson Wentz was going to throw for 225, which I thought was a miracle. Um, and uh, Jonathan Taylor was basically going to have 26 carries for 65 yards minus a 43-yard carry. You'd have taken that all day, every day. Yeah. And still, somehow, this team found a way to lose by nine points. Again, we've, we've, we've pounded it to death. It's the small things. Now we're looking at a division. I'm like, they were 10-2. and two. <laughs> They just lost three in a row. They are now behind the Rams. If the Rams win on Sunday, they are now ahead of them in the NFC West. They blew the division. They might blow a home playoff game if they can't come back and, and overcome the Rams. Is this one of the epic collapses? If they should lose out, I think it would be, right? Cheerson? Well, Cliff and Kyler are now 0-5 in playoff clinching games. And I, at this point, don't know that if, you know, we're talking about leadership and being mentally in it. Like, at this point in the season, I kind of feel like you either have it or you don't. Like, if you're going to, if you're going to go on, like, you're going to have to go from having the best record in the league to losing three straight in this manner. Uh, and it, it, in it, like in ways where it's just like you're, you know, you're crapping the bed against a, a team like the Detroit Lions and then coming out on Christmas Day and yet another have another opportunity to still kind of prove that, uh, you know, you're a legitimate team because everybody's been talking about how you aren't and, you know, go out and get, you know, have 11 penalties and shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, you look undisciplined. It's embarrassing to be out there and. Uh, you know, State Farm Stadium looked like they were. So, were you, uh, Saul, were you at the game? It looked like it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. It was sold out. It was packed from. Yeah, from your the fans were. Your fans were there. I mean, yet another loss at home for your fan base. I mean, at this point, yeah. what I was getting to long. I mean, the long way about it. But I'm just kind of, you know, this has been the situation the last, you know, almost a, a month here now, and I don't know that this is something that can just be fixed. Yeah, I mean. I've been to many, many Cardinals games, and sometimes when a bad play happens, you hear the dejection in the crowd. Today was different than any other day I've ever, I've ever felt in that in that stadium. When when Prater missed the first extra point, you could feel the crowd go, "Oh, I like, are we are we doing this like right now? Like that was a good drive. They followed it up. They answered the Colts, and then boom, they." They, they, they miss the extra point, and you're like, okay, well, you know, let, let's let's see how the rest of this goes. And then they don't score another touchdown. They kind of shoot themselves on the foot multiple times. They miss the field goal. It, it, it was a dejected crowd. And then when, when Prater hit that field, uh, hit the goal post. Even <laughs> the more. Upright, the Even upright. more. I don't think in the history of sports outside of John Paxton hitting a three-pointer have I ever heard a crowd that dejected and that just upset and in a single moment in Arizona sports history, Chisholm has said consistently that the wins, the wins, and the wins right now are for the fans, and the losses right now, the fans are taking it even harder. Yeah. Of course, the players want to win, maybe I guess, assuming that they all show up to come to work, and on Sundays they come out and really play. To, it happens to be tonight that it's a Saturday, and that they were supposed to show up on Christmas night versus an opponent they could have, they literally could have beaten. This is. This is sad, man. Like, 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 like. I was, I was, I was at the game too, and I came over and watched it. And I said to myself, I know what it feels like to lose. I know what it feels like to be in a losing locker room, and the energy is pathetic. And there's nothing. If you're an energetic player, 
all that hype. You're excited. You know what you're doing. You're playing. You're playing good. But everyone else around you, or some people are still struggling internally inside. I know that feeling. And when you're talking about the fans being dejected, that is a hard thing because when you're in there, look, the fans showed up tonight. The coach fans showed up too, but our fans were, we had more in the building. They were lively. They were, yeah. they were vivacious. They was very excited about being at the game. But at the end of the day, like to walk away from that, that game thinking, knowing you got another loss at home, very dejecting situation, very, very bad feeling, man, on the inside. And me as a player, former player, look, it's tough because I know you have no answers. Statements. You want to know? We're going to go back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, this is on me. <laughs> Everyone has to take yeah, a look in the gonna mirror. The, it's going to be the same old um, stuff. As a matter you know, of fact, in the in the comments, people are actually just, saying that Chase Edmonds is at the podium, taking more responsibility and ownership over this loss than than Cliff is, and that not, not good. You know, that, I mean, that's leadership right not there good. for Chase Edmonds. Now, everybody else needs to follow suit. Kyler Murray, if he goes to the podium today, which I don't know if he will. He should absolutely take this one on him because he missed multiple throws. The back, the 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 Tecmo Bowl fade away, kind of running backwards until you you just want to chuck it deep. Kind of play doesn't work except on Tecmo Bowl. You know what I mean? Like that's, a- that's what he did. And he had AJ Green on a cross route. It was it was a third down play. My man was wide open, and this butthead wants to throw it five yards short. Like, dude, get your technique. You're a professional quarterback. Why don't you fucking act like it? Sorry, that's, my that's exactly it's what I was talking guys. about. That is exactly what I was talking about. Elon so. with the super chat. Uh, Elon here. The fans don't deserve this bad play. We agree. Fans deserve better than that. Uh, to answer your question, Kyler will be at the podium, so at least he's taking responsibility and will address the media after this loss. Um, that was it. I just I just agreed. And, and actually, somebody had a good point. And, uh, well, a point that I disagree with. Peter said before the season, this team was not slated to be this high in the division. There was a certain amount of overperforming going on. This is a team that still lacks key pieces. First off, at this point, we had high expectations. We didn't expect them. At one point, they were the best team in the league, and we didn't necessarily expect that, right? Uh, we didn't expect them to win the first seven games and had, you know have the, the, st- the start of the season that they had. But at this point in the season, you know, we kind of did expect it. We, this was a surefire playoff team heading into this season. And so right now, there's – I, I, I can't even lean back on that uh, that excuse of, of they overperform this year because this team did have high expectations heading into this year. Yeah, they absolutely did. You know, it, you know, I, and I want to make the comparison because a lot of people were using this comparison. They were like, oh, look, the Cardinals are trying to do what the Suns did last year. The Suns came into the season and they were kind of – everybody just wanted them to make the playoffs. And then – they, they rattled off a lot of wins, and people were like, whoa, we have to adjust our expectations. And that team kept improving as the season went on, and by the time they hit the playoffs, they took advantage of not only other injuries, sure, but they also had some injuries with, by, uh, within themselves, and they overperformed or outperformed their own expectations and got to the NBA Finals. I think as Arizona fans, we all hoped that that would happen with the Cardinals. They've been faced with the same adversity uh, you know, week in, week out, even missing Kyler for three weeks. But hey, they thrived through that adversity, one, two, or three. So it kind of, it kind of lulled us into this thinking that, whoa, what the hell was that? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Leaf hit me in the face. Um, we were kind of lulled into uh, this thought that you know they, they're going to be able to outperform and exceed even our expectations. And then here we are, 
they're not. They're actually regressing instead of improving at the worst possible time of the season. And I bring the Suns up because, you know, they had a rough day today. They played, you know, one of the best teams in the NBA. And it's Christmas time. It's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner. So I'm going to use this as a great segue. Thank you, Shane. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get Christmas into the Christmas spirit with holiday free bet surprise. Everyone will get a free bet up to $50 instantly as DraftKings gives away up to $10 million in prizes. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable best. Uh, of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. And the, the deal that we're talking about is new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. It's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket. Download the sports uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet just $5. I've already said that. 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. The over-under was 48 I told you they were not going to come anywhere close to that. They did not. But if the Cardinals would have had their offense going and kind of, you know, not had those miscues, they would have come awfully close because I would assume this game would have went to overtime. They had chances. They, I mean, they had chances throughout the game, again, to go out and make some plays. Um, unfortunately, again, those those miscues that, that, that come up short, throwing the ball uh, short or not, not getting the ball out, out at the right time does affect your offense and your flow. And it doesn't. It's, it's, it does not look good. Unfortunately, bright spots. We had Chase Edding for the full game. Had eight catches. Not bad. Zach Ertz, eight catches as well. Another bright spot. And, you know, we saw Kid Murphy catch a touchdown, first touchdown. Great job. You know what I mean? Like these are some things that we can build on. Cheerson, I agree with you. There is no excuses for our team right now. Because look, look, if you look at our offense, basically every guy that's a backup guy was brought here with the intent to to overcome a situation that it wouldn't be such a significant fall-off if one of our first-string guys got hurt. James Conner's not there. We got Chase Edmond. You know, guess what? Colt McCoy is there because if Kyler goes, Kyler's not there. We got somebody to take care of him. And you just you can look at our roster across the board. Even from our linebackers' perspective and our defensive end, we got guys in place to, to make those plays. We're just not – we're not making – the mental mistakes of this football team is bad. Technique-wise, it's bad. And we're getting – ourselves we're putting ourselves in bad position versus teams that literally are just outplaying us or we're, or we're hurting ourselves you're talking about 11 pillars we're hurting ourselves and tonight it showed missing special team special teams didn't show up tonight no that's just that's just the stuff that little small things that still is a momentum on a team that needs it when we were losing with the cardinals everything mattered so much and when we did and when it and when it did not happen to go our way it seemed like it went to it went the other way on the other team. <laughs> Mr. Grimm, I appreciate you, my man. Super chat. I'll pay for the curse jar, Saul. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Maybe we'll do swears for kids and we'll donate that to charity. There oh, we my go. God. <laughs> if that's the case. Did you just come up with that? Who does that? Hey, we're going to cuss up a store. We'll give it to the kids, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, special teams was awful tonight. Awful. You know, you mentioned it. Uh, even from the opening kickoff return, for whatever reason, my man, I forgot, forget what his name is, new guy on the team. Uh, he had two kickoff returns. Both of them didn't even get past the 20-yard line. That already put the Cardinals behind the eight ball. Um, and then they did have the one great – I mean, that was a fantastic fake punt return. From my view, Christian Kirk was coming to me, and I was looking at Christian Kirk, and I was looking at the defense, and I was like, I swear that ball went different. But from my angle, it's hard to tell, you know, 
Uh, my depth perception at my age is not as good as it used to be, Frank. Um, and sure enough, Byron Murphy uh, almost takes it to the house. That was fantastic. So I will give him credit for that one. But everything else, rough, rough night. But let's 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 kind of you know rewind a little bit. Let's let's kind of maybe take a sip of your drink over there. Frank and have a have a nice little beverage to kind of calm things down. Oh my God, Frank! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. you spill it all over your shirt. Frank, like he that. said a sip, man. Okay, all right. Well, I, I would I would much rather see Frank chug and spill on a shirt than pull a Johnny. Or your, uh, <laughs> have your hand underneath the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's never a good look. That's never a good look. Never a good look. Um, Let's let's talk about the positives. We talked about for, uh, uh, Zach Ertz, positive. positive. Chase Edmonds, positive. Let's give some love to the defense. The defense I thought was the stronger unit tonight. I thought they played they played very solid. They held Jonathan Taylor. Um, like I said, they limited his effectiveness tonight. He wasn't able to rattle off huge runs. Uh, usually two, three, four yards at the most on most carries. He averaged four yards a carry. If you take out that forty-three yard run. He didn't have but like two or three yards of carry. And that's that's what you were hoping for if you're going into it. But before I ask you guys about more positives, the main positive of our crew, or one of the other positives of our crew, I should say, Mr. Johnny Venerable in the house. Johnny, live from State Farm. Are you as depressed as we are, Mr. Venerable? Yes, 100%. Absolutely. That was a uh, depressing game to watch live. Uh, it really never felt like the Cardinals, given everything, we're going to pull that out. Uh, I didn't think they played particularly well in any phase. Special teams, of course, all the missed kicks. Offensively now, a, a, a serious threat, having scored just 12 points against the Lions, 20 points against the Rams, and only 16 now. And then defensively, I know you were talking about the job that the defense did on Jonathan Taylor. I just think that when there are that many significant injuries – to the Colts' offensive line, and you subsequently allow them to drive the length of the field and allow Carson Wentz with that nail in the coffin touchdown at the end of the game. I know that the analytics and the metrics may not show it. I did not think the Cardinals' defense played well. One sack by the Cardinals' defense, Epi and Buda Baker. The front seven was very marginal today. Bad penalties. Nobody played well. All three phases were disappointing, and that starts with Kingsbury. You wait, wait, wait. You you think that the front seven was very marginal today? Yeah, the, the Colts were missing four of their five starters on the offensive line, and the Cardinals' defense allowed them at the end of the game to drive and, and end the game essentially with that touchdown. Carson Wentz played perhaps his best game of the season. I know to your point, Jonathan Taylor, you know, three or four or five yards per carry, but again, the Colts were getting chunk plays in the passing game when they wanted it. Where was Marcus Golden? Where was Chandler Jones in the second half? Why is Vance Joseph starting Joe Walker over Isaiah Simmons and, uh, to a lesser extent, Zavin Collins? I was incredibly disappointed. For, for a defensive line, even as marginal as the Cardinals' defensive line is, to not feast on Carson Wentz and this cold depleted offense was completely dejecting. That's not to, to take any pressure off the Cardinals' offense, which was also very depressing, very disappointing, and the special teams were probably as bad as we've seen in the in the Kingsbury era tonight, beginning with Matt Prater. 
let's go let's go back we we you know we we talked about the the 10,000 foot view of, of Kyler and his performance tonight from your perspective you were actually on the opposite side of of myself I was talking about technique how it was poor the reason why it was poor was a mix of, of a combination of his bad fundamentals from time to time and the snaps. We got to give the snaps some some bad love because, yeah. you know, it throws the timing off. From your perspective, what were you seeing from Kyler uh, in terms of his effectiveness? It was nice to see him run the ball, but yeah. outside of that, not much, not many positives. He was fine. He wasn't spectacular. You'll see the stats on the box score and you'll say, OK, didn't turn the ball over. Had the 59-yard run, which was a career high. But by and large, I mean, the second half, the, the offense outside of the Antoine Wesley touchdown, which was great, didn't do much. Now, I will say the Christian Kirk should have been catched at the beginning of the first quarter, the first drive of the game. That really kind of set the tone for the offense because I think if they get points there, especially a touchdown after that, that miscatch and then the 51-yard missed field goal by Matt Prater, I think it's a different game entirely. But at the end of the day, Kyler was fine. He wasn't fantastic. He wasn't poor. I think the offense in general, without DeAndre Hopkins, they don't have an identity right now. The passing game is up and down. You know, as much as we love Christian Kirk, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, he's not playing great football right now. I thought A.J. Green probably should have been targeted more in the first half. He was open a lot. Did that nice, long catch and run. And I also think from a play-calling standpoint, you know, Cliff – as he tends to do, he and Kyler both, they're so dependent on the big play. And I think finding ways to manufacture yards in the run game like they did early in the first half, they get away from that too quickly. After the Cardinals got a, a phenomenal stop in uh, their own territory, the Cardinals came out. You remember that possession? They went three and out and took like 30 seconds off the clock, three straight incompletions. The time of possession for Indianapolis, I can't emphasize this enough, They dominated time of possession with an offensive line that was built on backups and practice squad players. To me, that can't happen. That's on the defense for not penetrating their offense. And then the Cardinals' offense didn't sustain enough drives. I mean, you guys saw them at the end of the game. Those last two possessions that they had, no sense of urgency. And that's on Kyler, but more so that's on Cliff Kingsbury. And you're going to hear a lot of noise externally, social media, the fans about how they might need to make a change. I just, I think there's merit to the people who have been saying, Kyler Murray needs tough love, and he's not getting that right now from Cliff Kingsbury. I, you can make an argument that maybe no. Cliff is taking Kyler as, as high as he can get them, and now somebody else needs to take the baton. Jerson, you, uh, do you agree with Johnny in terms of Cliff's ability to get Kyler to a certain level, and maybe it is time for a change at some point? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little too early still in the Kingsbury-Murray era, I would say. Um, I mean, I think we should at least – I mean, I, I think we'll see him back next year, and I think we should allow them another season. Uh, I mean, unless, I suppose, they lose out and then, you know, end their season. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, like, a little hesitant to, to say that – uh, you know, Cliff and Kyler, the experiment's over. They've had enough time. They're not good for each other. Cliff doesn't coach Kyler the right way. He needs to be coached differently. I will say to your point, Johnny, I think we all know that their relationship is a little bit different. Um, it's a little looser. It's not, um, it's a little friendlier. Um, 
And so if, if he does need to be coached a, a different way and he needs some more tough love, it's hard to just all of a sudden become that, right? Uh, and yeah. change the way that you've been, been coaching your quarterback. So if that's the case, it's really tough to just turn around and start doing things differently. And and then if that, you know, to your point, if that is the case, then maybe it is time to start having those conversations. But I'm always hesitant, especially with the start that they had and the fact that they've had key players go down. I cannot figure out what their leaders, their, where their lack of leadership is coming from. And, uh, you know, that's inexcusable. But I still feel like it's, I'm not ready to say, uh, you know, let's move on either with Cliff or with Kyler, et cetera. Uh, this team has to dig deep and, and figure out who they are because I agree they don't have an identity. And it's funny because once uh, DeAndre Hopkins went down, I think we were all like, oh, but it's okay. Like the, the Cardinals are deep at receiver and they have plenty of weapons. But I think DeAndre Hopkins meant more to the team than just, you know, you know, being a star receiver, I, I think he was glued to this offense and uh, and gave them some sort of identity on the field and in the locker room, or it was le- at least one of those key pieces. Uh, so it's just unfortunate, I think, you know, between, you know, missing guys and then just not being able to mentally pull themselves out of everything that have just led to a series of unfortunate events. But I, I personally am not ready to turn on Cliff and Kyler. Yeah, and, and just to be clear, I am not saying I would make any Johnny, before- this time either. I, I'm just saying that is – I'm not saying that I would make – I would move off of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury at this point. I'm just saying that, that that is a lot of the discussion on Twitter, the national media. Uh, I, I very much think he needs to finish out this season. We'll have that conversation in January. But, I mean, they are under 500 significantly – in months November and December with this combination. And if it continues and they lose out, what, what do you do then? I, I don't know. Well, what did you talk to Cliff? I mean, what was the vibe like after this game? That it was the most dejected I had seen him all season. Uh, a lot of coach speak, no one answer he could give would remedy anything. But what I will say is that he does not, he said multiple times, I don't have an answer as to why we are making mental mistakes now that we didn't make early in the season. The false starts, the penalties, the miscues, miscommunication. He didn't have an answer for that. That's probably not a good sign. Hey, Johnny, before we let you go, in 2008, the Cardinals went on the road to New England and got absolutely obliterated in the snow. They came back. They rebounded. They had their Super Bowl run. Granted, two of those three games were at home. Uh, I don't even think that matters right now, to be honest with you. Like, I think this team plays better on the road, this minus Detroit. Um, do you see them? Do they have something in them to correct this um, in time for the playoffs? So everybody kind of gets a little bit more, you know, the warm fuzzies and feel good about going in uh, to the postseason. I don't think it's out of the question that they could beat Dallas or Seattle. When the Cardinals are at their best, they're, they're elite. We saw that early on. The difference in that 2008 team, the Cardinals had Kurt Warner, and that was the ultimate elixir, somebody, a champion who's been there before. Cardinals don't have anybody like that on their roster currently. Nobody who's been there before and won at the highest level at a position as prominent as quarterback or a head coach. So I do think that they're going to win one more game, whether it's when Shearson and I are in Dallas next week or the season finale against the Seattle team that maybe doesn't have anything to play for. 
Um, and it would not surprise me if they now went on the road because it's ironic. They were selling playoff tickets here about a month and a half ago. Cardinals aren't going to win the division now. If, you, if, you, if people can't see that, the, the Rams only need to win now two of the next three, assuming they can beat the Vikings tomorrow. Cardinals are going to be on the road in the first round of the playoffs. They can clinch tomorrow, or excuse me, Monday night, with a Saints loss. They can clinch a playoff spot. But I think that first playoff game you're going to be looking at at L.A. or at Dallas. So it's ironic they could be playing the Cowboys twice in the next three weeks. I don't think this team, especially after what we've seen out of Green Bay, has a Super Bowl run in them. I just say let's let's one game at a time. That's what Chase Edmond preached at the press conference, and we'll go from there. Johnny, we'll let you get back to any other writing you have to do on this lovely Christmas evening. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family, buddy. Uh, good to see you. All right. That's Johnny Venerable live from State Farm Stadium. Cheers, Din. We will give you the option if you want to resume your midnight Christmas festivities or hang with us a few more minutes and talk about some awful football. <laughs> well, um, I am actually in a room that people are trying to sleep in. So I, I, I am going to take you up on the offer to bounce. It is uh, 12.03 here, 12.04 now. I will say this is my... Uh, my final word here, I did see a sign in the crowd. I want to give props to the fan and then just say how unfortunate it was that I wasn't able to copy this fan. Somebody had a Murray Christmas sign. And I was like, oh, if the Cardinals win, instead of saying like Merry Christmas, I'm totally tweeting out Murray Christmas. And props to the to the fan that came up with that sign because I never thought of that, even though it's it's right in front of us. How, how could we not think of that? It's on Christmas Day instead of Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And um, the Cardinals stole that opportunity from me. So, Yeah, they they kind of gave everybody a lump of coal tonight. So did the Suns, <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that another day. Cheers, have a good rest of your night. From myself and Frank, we want to say Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you for Christmas. joining us. Merry Christmas, guys. We're going to wrap it up here live from the Lola. We had another fantastic tailgate. I'm telling you what, if you didn't get a chance to come out here, first of all, uh, apparently we are the curse of death because this is the third time we've done it, and we haven't won shit. So um, outside of that, the venue was fantastic. Man, the crowd was insane today. Uh, so I'm telling you, if you ever have a chance to come out here and enjoy the tailgate, major props to Bird Gang Travel. Uh, my guy Tyler doing his thing, uh, helping us attract a crowd and then uh you know the whole crew here at the lola thank you so much melissa shout out to you frank final thoughts on on this game and where the cardinals are going to go from here they're gonna they're gonna go inside and have, they have to deal with who who's going to take this team into the playoffs who is going to take this team into the playoffs will it be kyler murray will it be james connor will it be the hope of having Rodney Hudson coming back and, and creating that this veteran leadership on the offensive line? Or will it be Cliff Kingsbury and his coaching and his yelling and arguing and fussing and seizing the moment to, to realize what's at stake? A job, his job, Kyler Murray's contract, guys, and in, 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 in how far this team really can go in, into the depth of the playoffs. We, have to, we still have not found a leader, and the leader has to come from primarily the Pro Bowl quarterback. And honestly, if the Pro Bowl quarterback does not take control of these reins, this in itself will become a major problem across the board, across the field, because you're too busy looking at other teams with leaders 
and their leaders are their quarterbacks. And the ones that are winning is winning because of the quarterback. And our quarterback play right now is not good. It's just not good. It's not at the level it was at the beginning part of the season, and it's definitely and it, it and it's, the last couple of weeks has just been bad. So we need him to get his game up and his, and his leadership level up because right now this you're not winning games physically. You're winning games mentally, and because everyone's physically hurt, everyone's tired. Somebody has the loss. Somebody has players that are out because of the COVID protocol. Pro, uh, protocol excuse me. Coaching some of the coaching are, uh, are in the same situation. So guess what? It's about leaders and leaders right now pushing themselves and willing themselves to win ball games and putting themselves in a position to fight for Vince Lombardi. And uh, right now we need to, we need to answer that question. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up, I, I will say this, you know, uh, I, I'm going to push everybody and push those Cardinal fans um, to a little bit of positivity. I know we're hard on these players, hard. Uh, very just, hard on these yeah. players. It's, it's a high expectation sport. It's a high expectation profession. And when you set the table, the way you did to start the season at 10 and two expectations get significantly high, uh, significantly higher. You are on the same page as the Aaron Rodgers led Green Bay Packers and the Tom Brady led uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there's a reason why everybody was like a little hesitant when talking about the Cardinals. And you're starting to see that reason why is because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And they sprinted to a 10 and two record. Fantastic. But since then they have struggled mightily. And as Arizona Cardinals fans, as as players and people in that in that room, they have to they got to find it. They got to find it. They got to find it somewhere because they need to understand that us in the Valley, we are scorned. We are hurt all the time. We are habitually bitchy (laughs) about our sports because we can never trust what is going to happen? This is a perfect example. You're talking about a team that was 10 and 2. They might mess around and be 10 and 7 by the time they hit the playoffs. That would be brutal. That would be one of the epic collapses in sports history to have you were the number one seed at one point and then to barely make the playoffs. Just completely out of the realm of possibility for a lot of people. And people are hurt by that. But what I will say is true fans always support their teams. We are always going to support the Cardinals. We're always going to support our teams here at PHNX. Um, and it might look like, you know, a shit show, but it's our shit show. Yep. And we're going to try and clean it up as much as possible. Um, and so, hey, we're going to support this team. We're going to try and look at the positive as we move forward to next week when the Cardinals go on the road to Dallas to face the Cowboys. Hey, listen, Dallas, yeah, sure. They're 10-4 and four and they, they're all nice and pretty. That team is just as up and down as this Arizona Cardinals team, so you don't know what you're going to get next week in Dallas. If the Cardinals come and, and come ready to play, who knows what could happen, and it could be a potential playoff preview. We'll see two franchises that are both roller coaster rides. Um, so whoever's at the top screaming wins first, I guess. But we'll find out, right, Frank? We'll find out. I'm looking forward to it. It's be a good week, man. A lot of people right now, get, they will get chewed out. The media's going to beat us up across the board. Everybody has to answer the call. And you know what's crazy about it? It's a bunch of question marks right now. Oh, yeah. Question oh, yeah. marks, but not just question marks, statements of firing and getting rid of. And and that's yeah. the kind of stuff you don't want in the locker room this time of year. And a lot of these guys got to become just a part, like you're talking about leadership. Yeah. You do such a good job with you know, PHNX and how you lead us, man, in a certain oh, thank you. positions. That. That's the part where sometimes you got to have a guy to get on them. Here's your check. Thank you very much. <laughs> We need this moment. The leaders got to rise up, man. You're saying absolutely right. This is the moment for the guys to stand up and 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 fight. Yeah, 
fight for what's on the table, fight for what you just don't get a chance to at this moment. You just yeah. don't get it. It's Absolutely. hard to come by. And uh, my man from Bird Gang Travels right. Hey, worst, worst thing is to go into Tampa in January. So maybe we'll be seeing Tom Brady and the Bucks down in Tampa if we can uh, turn this thing around real quick. But that's, you know, hey. I could use another trip to Orlando. I just came back. Hey, I got no I, problem hey, with it. Was it was fun. Hey, Universal Studios is off the chain. I, I'm, it's hey, fun with me. So uh, for my man Frank Sanders, I'm Saul Bookman. Thank you to Cheerson Susell and Johnny Venerable. If you don't follow us on social media, please, please subscribe. Hit that like button. And also check out our, our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, and our Facebook. We have all the great stuff. And go to phnx.com. Go phnx.com. You'll see all the written articles by Johnny and company. They do a fantastic job keeping you informed. Become a member. Great, some great merch. I don't have it on. Well, I do have it on, but we don't want to look at that shirt because maybe we're just not that fucking good anymore right now. So, anyway, uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, we will see you later. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.